Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. Hi, Shannon. How are you doing on this fine night? I'm doing pretty good. I guess good morning. Um, <laughs> good morning. It's not too bad. We actually have some sunshine for once. Yesterday was really nice, too. So yeah, I think I'm going to try to get out between now and my class that I have at 2. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today being a Saturday, so my all day was actually nice. So I was able to like go outside and mow the lawn without Ooh. wanting to die, which is a really big improvement from the last week of weather. So yeah. that's been amazing it is really nice when the weather pans out in your favor yeah for sure for sure um okay well let's jump into it shannon do you have any housekeeping anything you wanted to say okay so housekeeping i want to say that we've officially had maca for two years now oh happy anniversary adoptiversary yeah gotcha day whatever it is I still stand by adopt, don't shop. And she's really grown really far from when we adopted her because she was such a like Mm -hmm. spooky baby when we first got her. Yeah, definitely. And now she's like more loving and all that. Oh, she's she's a cuddle bug. She sleeps every single night with my husband. Like we'll be in bed within fifteen minutes. She's already crawling into bed and like snuggling up with him. And even on the couch. Mm She snuggles right up with him. Will was just gone on TDY for the last two weeks. And while he was gone, Murphy started doing this thing where like, and usually he just sleeps next to me, but now he sleeps like on top of me. Like he has to just throw his hundred pound body on top of my body to the point that this morning I was still in bed and he was like nosing at me, which means he wants to get underneath my blankies. So I like was on my stomach. I lifted up my blankie. He crawled in. He put his front paws like over me on the other side onto like Will's side and then just laid down. So then he's just crushing me. So he's laying like lengthwise (laughs) across me. And then I see him. I like turn my head to look at his head. And then he puts his head on Will's pillow and she closes his eyes. I was like, okay, well, I guess this is my life now. (laughs) What a sweet boy, though. Like, it's really nice because she was so, I wouldn't say anti, because she was definitely not where she avoided people, but she kept always a very safe distance. Mm Mm-hmm. And now, like, she'll greet us at the door when we come in. Or she, if she doesn't greet us, she's around the corner just, like, kind of peeking her head out. Like, oh, the humans are yeah. home. It's amazing what just, like, loving an animal can do. Oh, yeah. And just, like, giving them, like, a lot of love and comfort. Give them a second chance. My, absolutely. The la- Okay, so my very last foster kitten that I had, Orange Boy, he went to his new family a week ago today. So, and I keep getting picture updates and everything. And um, this family, they're so perfect for him. They were looking for a second cat because they had two cats, got a dog, got another dog, second dog, ate their cat. (gasps) Yeah. Just like full-blown um. Attack. Well, they prevented the dog from... Finishing. Actually eating it, but 
it killed it within <gasps> six hours of adopting. And I mean, with rescue dogs, you don't know what you're no, going to you get. Really you really know? don't. And that's not to say those dogs aren't adoptable or lovable. They just can't it's be. It's just like that was not the household. Yeah. That was not the right fit. You know, they cat tested the dog and it was fine the first time. But with, with older dogs, other rescue dogs, you yeah. just don't know. So they were like completely probably scarred broken yeah. from this. This was back in, I think, February. You know, and now, of course, their remaining cat has all these anxiety issues because of yeah, what Yeah, he watches happened. his buddy get beat up. Yeah, yeah, and it was only the husband that was home, and you know, like the cat literally like died in his arms, and it was really traumatic. So when we did our meet and greet, I brought the kitten, I brought Orange Boy all the way to their house. They don't have the second dog anymore. Yeah, they got I'm, rid of it that day. They brought yeah. it back to the shelter, and they were like, "You can either take this dog back, or it's going to roam the streets." Those are the two options. Yeah, so, <laughs> they brought the dog back. Oh, it was just really, really sad. So. For the meet and greet, they wanted to make sure that their dog was going to be okay. Because this this husband was so concerned. He yeah, I don't blame like, him. PTSD for sure. I get it. I understand. But their dog has never had an issue with the cat. So yeah. we, we the wife and I knew it was going to be fine. But we had to get, we had to walk him through the experience yeah. and get him over the hump, you know. And so I, I spent probably an hour, 15, hour and a half at their house. They live like 45 minutes on the other side of the city. And I didn't, like, I like listen, this is what I'm here for. This is what I want to do. And I was able to, like, come. And, of course, Orange Boy has no fear of anything. No. So he was, like, playing around and, like, Hopping around, the dog was trying to, like, play with the cat. Yeah. <laughs> and this was, like, this big staffy mix. So he's just, like, this thick boy. And his name is Robbie. And he's so <laughs> cute. Oh, my goodness. He was so cute. And then he would, like, try to play with the cat and, like, chase it. Yeah. And then the husband was, like, no. I'm, like, it's fine. They, they're it's interacting. Fine. Yeah, but the dog clearly wasn't like, like no. zeroed in on it. Like yeah. it did not have a prey drive. Like it was fine. It's almost so. like how Murphy um, plays with your cats. Right. Exactly. Just kind of beats them up a little bit and walks away. <laughs> Don't worry so, though. The cats always yeah. get a few licks in. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he went home and I get picture updates and everything. And that's so rewarding. That really makes me. That makes me really want to go into fostering when we get home, or not home, but stateside to some yeah, extent. Yeah, stateside. We're max with two but wait there's more so i after i mean we did two puppies and five kittens like back to back to back to back all at one time so i was like okay i'm gonna let my house breathe for a little bit you know it's just been a lot of transitions for everybody and then i saw a a post asking for help because there's somebody fostering a blind kitten but they can't after August. I don't know why. If they're going Something. to work, going on vacation, moving, I don't know, going to prison. I don't know. So I so, – and they were like, they really need an older cat that will take care of them and kind of show them the ropes and all the stuff. And I'll, the only thing I think about was how much Rue has loved every single yeah. foster kitten. And I was like, I am the perfect home for this cat. Like, I would be the perfect foster for this cat because I have that. I have two older cats. Oh. I have a dog I can get used to. It like they've never had any aggression. Like they will help them out. So, oh my god, really I cannot wait for your snaps on that because it like oh, she's cute. She's heart. a little gray tabby looking thing. Oh. So poor baby. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, let's go on to our NMRs. Shannon, the question of the week is: What is the first big gathering you would like to go to after COVID? Okay. After it ends. It doesn't need to be, like, anything in your yeah. direct vicinity. Like, 
You can say Woodstock if you want. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's my scene. <laughs> Whatever. So I think for me, it'd probably be like a good concert. Like we saw Flogging Molly in uh, Frankfurt years ago, and they were mm-hmm. phenomenal live. Um, right. I guess the second thing, it would be safely traveling without the fear of planes. And I know that says sounds really stupid, because we're military, we live overseas, we're going to have to t- take a plane to get off this island. But mm-hmm. I look forward to traveling at my own free will and not worrying about getting it or spreading it. So right. I guess that's that's my answer. Traveling, concerts, social things. Yeah. What about you, Perry? Yeah. So I was thinking, especially with like, what time of year it is right now the first big gathering i would like to go to would be like an oktoberfest or like mm. a pig fest or a wine fest like oh i God, miss those please. big german festivals so something like that just like this really big festival where there's like pig roasting on a fire and there's like live bands and drinks and all that just that's fun. what i would like loose goosey fun yeah like, do you remember Pinkfest oh in Germany? Like, you yes. literally had to, like, walk shimmy sideways yeah. through crowds. And now it's like, I can't, I can't even imagine being no, that God, close no. to other I- people. <laughs> but, um, okay. So this week, y'all, we have another super special guest. Um, this week, we're going to be talking to Hannah, who, how do you know her? Hannah, so Shannon. she's actually from my corner of the world. She's actually a key mm-hmm. spouse over by us. And okay. the original key spouse who was going to speak to us um, is in the process of PCSing. So out of mm-hmm. all due respect, I'm going to let yeah. her go deal with that chaos. Right, right, yeah. And no pressure from us, as I a, understand. As a phenomenal key spouse that she is, she I asked her, I'm like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable because you got a very full plate, could you give me or get me in contact with another key spouse that you think would be comfortable to talk to us. And she's like, Oh my God, that absolutely. Let's, let's start a group chat of all the key spouses from like our corner of the world. And anyone who wants to bite, we can pull. And mm-hmm. she was like, Oh my God. Yes. Here, here I am. Let's go yeah. for it. And like, she was eager. She was excited. And mm-hmm. Just a little bit of snidbit from the interview. Like, we had a lot more overlap than I realized. So Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Well, we were just like, every time we learned a new personal fact about her, we're like, Shannon, that sounds like you, doesn't it? <laughs> just a little bit. So little bit, I hope so. everybody enjoys. So without further ado, everybody, uh, our interview with Hannah. All right, welcome to our friend Hannah here. She is going to talk to us about the key spouse program that the military has um this is something that shannon's already a little bit familiar with but i know absolutely nothing about so we're just so happy and blessed that she was able to come out today and give us a little bit of information about it and what it's used for how we can benefit from it and kind of like where to go if we need somebody so hannah thank you so much for coming on do you want to tell the world a little bit about yourself thanks for having me Yeah, my name is Hannah. I have been married to my husband for 12 years. He's about to hit 20 years in the service. Um, Yeah, so almost done. 
at the upper end here. Yeah, yeah. So military has been a part of my life for for a while now. Um, prior to meeting him, I served four years myself. So we've. I think my whole adult life has been pretty much military oriented. So been a fun ride. That's great. And um, we have three kids, one going into his junior year this year. So we're starting to make plans for his future. Uh, very cheerfully, of course, as a mom. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Is he looking to go military too? You know what? He surprised us this year. He has always said, I'm not interested. And we've always said, okay, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then looking at colleges and majors, he came across the information of the Air Force Academy. Oh. Wow. So now he's set his, his, uh, his sights pretty high. And um, did you want to talk about a little bit like maybe where you've been stationed, um, the branch, when you got involved, um, or just any, any other fun facts about yourself? Sure. Graduated high school, went to college for a little bit, um, joined the military. I left from uh, Connecticut, actually. and Oh, was I didn't know you were from Connecticut. Ah, <laughs> Shannon's also from Connecticut and I'm from Maine. What? So isn't oh, that funny? Oh, wow. That is funny. Yeah. Um, Small yeah, world. So we, uh, my father lives in Maine. Oh, wow. Um, a really, really small world. Yeah. I was uh, born and raised in Rhode Island. But we, oh, my wow. mom was born yeah. and raised in Rhode Island. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Go little Rhodey. Um, I just moved over the border the last two years of high school. So. Uh-huh. I did leave from Connecticut, but mm-hmm. it's not usually, I don't usually say I'm from Connecticut just mm-hmm. because I had only spent uh, just a couple of years there, but gotcha. same sense. thing, right? Yeah. yeah like a like, generalized New England usually works. Yep. Exactly. New England. Mm-hmm. exactly. So I, uh, you know, enlisted from Connecticut and got stationed down in Tampa. I did four years. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> uh, four years down there. My family had relocated actually prior to me enlisting to Florida. Um, So after getting out, I just stayed there. I stayed Mm -hmm. local to the base I was connected to. Uh, That's how I ended up meeting my husband. So he finished his assignment there, his four years there. And then he actually had the opportunity to change commands. So even though we didn't leave the base, his clock started over. So we did two tours there. He was there for nine years, um, like eight of those years we were together. So we were there Mm -hmm. and then we did, uh, a quick move to Louisiana. Not too far. Yeah. Not that far. Not too, but you think it's closer than it is. It was like an 18 hour (laughs) drive to get home. (laughs) Florida's really long. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. You could, you could spend a good minute trying to get through Florida. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then our assignment here to here took us by complete surprise. We had actually given up on the thought that we would ever make it overseas. We were only at our current station in Louisiana. I think, I know you had to have been there at least two years, but I I think everything just moved so fast. And I don't even think we were quite at the two-year mark. Um, And if we were, we were like right at the two-year mark. So when you moved overseas, is that when you got involved in the Key Spouse program or had you always been involved? 
No, I, to be completely honest, I had never even known about it. Um, I think being prior service and then being at the, uh, the Florida base for so long and we didn't live on base. Mm-hmm. Um, really, there was, unless you saw my husband in uniform, there was really no way to tell that we were military, you yeah. know? Um, we yeah. lived pretty far from the base. We were well established in the area. Everything we did was not affiliated with no. base there. Yeah. You yeah. know, with the, with the exception of the Air Force ball, I don't think <laughs> really yeah. ever went to base. I didn't grocery shop on base. Um, coming over here, I had my husband kind of got hooked up with a couple people in the unit as we were making the transition. Somebody had passed him the information that our unit out here maintains a Facebook group mm-hmm. for um, for the spouses and jump on there, have her get on there and start recognizing names or ask questions or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was really excited and motivated to get here. Um, and I think that changed kind of everything that I've, I've never just been so forward and ready to attack in a new area yeah. you take some time to get your footing mm-hmm. um one i i wasn't uh louisiana was a very different environment from me for me mm-hmm. and i had never really like settled down and called it home so okay. it wasn't too hard to pick up and move on mm-hmm. um and then this particular location where we are now um, one of my best friends from Florida is stationed out here. Oh, so nice. prior to us ever even getting an assignment here, I came out and visited her and spent three weeks with her the previous summer. Oh, so wow. I've already known all things Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Well, not, you know, not all things. Yeah, but familiar. it's always constantly changing here. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Especially the past two years. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. The U.S. has also changed a lot the last year and yeah. a half, just so everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's, gosh. So it's the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I uh, jumped on this Facebook group and I was all like, yes, I'm I'm coming. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> you know, um, when, you, when you put out high energy, you find yeah, the one that's like high back. energy, give it back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately had gotten signed up for we do an annual spouse event pretty fun pretty pretty detailed we get to do some things that you know spouses outside of our unit that don't get to do so mm-hmm. it's kind of a a fun it gives you pride of where you're where mm-hmm. you're staying yeah. you know um they were telling me all about it and they said you know we're doing signups and getting shirts and I'm like yep sign me up I'll I'll PayPal you money for sure mm-hmm. it's like Let's let's get this going. Um, they say, and we don't know if you know, but the ball is like the week you get here. I'm like, sweet. I'm packing a gown in my suitcase. <laughs> You're so let's much more prepared than I was. Too. Oh gosh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, so I really got you know that kind of instant connection, and then you find out the woman that was really getting me going and contacting me and making sure that I was excited, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I got here, you know, she was like, we do a 
uh, like a coffee with the spouses back before COVID. They tried yeah. to have like a, a monthly meeting. Mm-hmm. I do remember those. I did go to a handful of those yeah. before I started working. No, we yeah, working really kind of ruins your quality spouse time. For oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does. But she had, you know, she had asked what I, you know, my life. What do you do? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I I struggle with licensure issues being out of the state right now but in louisiana i had just started a new career i have my master's in therapy and i was a substance abuse counselor oh my gosh Um, that's literally what i'm going to school for right now no way (laughs) the overlap is just blowing my mind i think this is actually you in the future like right before sean gets out you will be hannah just so we're clear (laughs) oh my gosh i have chills right now (laughs) right i know that's crazy i i'm uh my master's is is just in professional counseling um but i had the opportunity to i was given the opportunity to work um, in a outpatient facility. Oh, wow. So that's where I had all of my, um, experience and everything, but my licensure wasn't complete. It's a pretty, pretty heavy, you know, because I've looked at state to state. Exactly. Um, Louisiana required 3000 hours or a minimum of two years. Yeah. And we'd, that's yeah. not you weren't very, even there two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not very yeah. convenient for spouses. Um, it's the joy of the military, though. Is like you work towards something, and then you're like, "Hey, BT Dubs, you're being moved. Put yeah. this on hold." Like I know, or I just stop very, completely. Yeah. yeah. When I no. did my master's, I needed, uh, I had to work, I, I got in project management. So they're like, get a project that's going to take you two consecutive years. And my husband was, cr- was cross training. So I was like, oh. I'm like, I'm in Mississippi for six months and then I'm gone again. I just got back from Europe. I don't have, I'm living out of a suitcase. I'm like, there's <laughs> nothing in my life that spans two years right now. <laughs> like there's exactly. no, exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. So when yes. you got here and your friend was, or your this new spouse was asking you about what you did, was it kind of like your overlap between like helping people and therapy that you decided you wanted to try to help spouses and, and kind of do that kind of work? That's exactly where it all fit in. She was like, oh, you sound like you would be a great fit to be a key spouse. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> And then she's also like, wait, how long have you been affiliated with the military? Exactly. You know, we actually were we're in base housing now for the first time ever. Ever. And like I mentioned before, this could be our last assignment. So the kids definitely went through a double culture shock. Not yeah. only are we in another country for the first time, but now they're actually military. So yeah. But yeah, yes. Long story short, that's that's how she explains it a little bit. You know, she's like, no pressure, come out to a meeting. And of course, I was looking for connections. You know, yeah. I wanted to have both feet running and something to do and people to know. And I was like, yeah, you know, you lead the way there and I'll follow. So, so. Can you, for people like me, and you, right before you got to Japan, uh, tell me like exactly what is a key spouse? 
I, I think so. Um, <laughs> there's still, there's probably aspects I'm leaning out. He spouses are dependents, spouses mm-hmm. of that unit, obviously. And we are here to just be a liaison for the spouses. So if you're familiar with the military, you know, your first sergeant is your liaison, who you go to for everything. You know, yeah. everybody always says, well, go talk to the shirt. Um, yeah. Key spouses are kind of that equivalent. We're, we're similar to that program, but we're spouses. So we're available to all of the spouses. We just want to make sure you're okay. You're thriving. In instances where you're not okay, you know, we're we're not mandated to do anything. You know, we're not we're not babysitters, we're not taxi service. Um, but we can, you know, if it's if it's within our availability and stuff like that. So I think you find a lot of key spouses probably do more than your work expected do. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because if you if people who are key spouses generally tend to be people people or yep. else why mm-hmm. would you volunteer to do it you know yeah. people who who like to help and like to be there so with that you tend to just maybe go that extra mile but it's not, I don't want to put it out into the universe that that's what we're supposed to do. So that's why I'm trying to, you know, draw that line. Yeah. To where if somebody's listening and be like, oh man, I asked my key spouse and she sent me to somebody else. That was probably more appropriate. Um, yeah. That's, that's one of the, the main things that key spouses do is you ask us a question or yep. present us with a problem and we're going to find you an answer, not solve it for yeah. you. Okay. Um, but we work with, you know, base agencies. We have all that information like the, uh, you know, readiness center, the resource center. Is it readiness or resource? Now I'm readiness oh, center. Yeah, I think it's right, the airman readiness center. That's yeah. For the air force, at least is the airman. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know in um, the past, um, whenever I've had issues, even here, I know I reached out to my key spouse and said, hey, I want to start talking to someone who's in like a mental health so I can start talking to a therapist or something. And she was able to give me the resource of who to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I know I've had an a, amazing experience, especially mm-hmm. here with a key spouse. I know um, probably within the six months of being here. I was dumb and I clipped a local out in driving because I was still getting used to the size of my car. And my husband and was the other home. side of the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I ended up calling her first and I went, Oh God, oh God, oh God, what do I do? And she's like, Send me a pin drop. I'm going to call the MPs. I'm going to call the first shirt, call your husband, and I'll be to you immediately. And I know that's above and beyond. But in my situation, like, I was like, oh, God, thank God someone's looking out for me. <laughs> I was, yes, I was freaking awesome. out. So what's, oh. like, your scope? Is it, like, as far as my car broke down, can you give me a ride, to my husband beat me? Like, how wide is the scope that you've dealt with? I'm just asking. Don't make fun of me. So, <laughs> what we can deal with all of that, any yeah. single thing that comes up in a spouse's life, we are here to get you the proper support. Personally, 
uh, it's been pretty tame. I think the whole, the past two years of COVID, people have really gotten used to being secluded and indoors and kind of away from social and, you know, so, um, I try to check in and, you know, how's, how is everything? Does anybody need anything, especially being out here, you know, in that subtropical location, we get storms that that go through. Um, but there have been, you know, simple things like, Hey, uh, we're about to arrive and we don't have, you know, kitchen stuff. And it's okay. Well, your, your husband's sponsor should be hooking you up with the loan locker you know, what unit are you coming into? What flight are you coming into? Who's your sponsor? We'll make sure that they're, they have all the information. And sometimes it's as simple as military members are told something and hear something, but they're dealing with their own world and they don't relay everything to the spouse. Mm-hmm. And no, the one thing right. the spouse yeah. needs to hear, yes, their sponsor hasn't yet told them, you know, this yep. spouses tend to care more about, okay, where are we staying? Yep. How long are we there? What are we going to have available? And the military members are a little more like, Don't okay, about the job. I have to report who's yep. my supervisor. Yeah. Um, and then things such as, you know, hey, I'm just curious. I, I want to put my, my daughter in piano lessons. Do you know anyone or have any recommendations? So it's basically just someone else to talk to, you know, to get resources, to find out what there is available for you. Um, and then there has been some serious issues that we've kind of helped wade through. I know early on there was a sponsor and a spouse out here who were looking at separating. Yeah. Um, So that can be a pretty messy situation, especially when you're uh, overseas is particularly. Yes. Yep. And the sponsor was actually not on station. He was deployed. Oh. Uh, so can I ask then, like, how does just anybody know where to find their key spouse? Like, how can they contact you if they need you? Sure. What we do out here, and I don't have any other knowledge to say this is pretty standard. Yeah. Um, but what we do out here is we maintain, we have our Facebook group, you know, I, Facebook is kind of, uh, it's getting a little antiquated, but being out here, everything is Facebook. You cannot yep. survive without Facebook. That's what here. I was told when I flew in. Yes. Yeah. Yep. There is a, I actually have our form <laughs> that we put in, in our, um, welcome, welcome packet. packet. Yeah, it's just like, hey, what are we? What do we do? Um, where can you find us? So you get a, the physical form, plus there's our Facebook group. And then once your spouse has actually signed in to the unit, the people that catch him there or her mm-hmm. there would be, you know, uh, the first sergeant, most mostly yeah. the first sergeant will be like, hey, now that I have you, this, you know, pro- do you care to provide your spouse's email so they can get a welcome from the key spouse team so we can start getting them introduced to the key spouses? There's actually been uh, people who say, no, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, no. I was actually going to uh, ask about you that next. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'll send out a welcome email. And in the welcome email, it has like mostly Facebook groups. 
um, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, contact information, of course, is on that letter. But when you're just getting in, you're bombarded. And we understand that, you know? Yeah. So if you lose that paperwork and delete that email, um, we are, we still have, you know, maintain the Facebook page pretty well. And then uh, we try to send out a quarterly email. I know our email, it's actually been on my mind a lot lately, because we should be generating another one here pretty quick. Um, but there's really not much to put in it. So, right. You know. <laughs> we're all inside and we're yeah, all in lockdown. Yeah. How's yeah. your lockdown going? I was going to say, exactly. me and Hannah recently, I think, what was it? As of Friday, we got new restrictions because of the yes. spike in cases. Yeah. Oh, it's going up here At too. an all-time yep. high here. I just saw that post this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So getting back to this key spouse thing, though, um, I have heard, though, that you do a lot when the active duty member is on deployment. Is that like a special program you guys have set aside or is that just kind of falls in line with everything else you do? Just a few extra emails just to make sure they're doing okay. Yeah. It's just standard. We like to keep track of who's gone off station as far as sponsors, you know, Um, and we just check in a little more, especially here during this season, there's a lot of storm prep requirements that come through and, some of them are pretty detailed. Like we uh, personally have a trampoline for our children. Um, take that down. Please tell yes. me you yes. secure that baby down. Have to flip it over and pull it full of sandbag. Yeah. So it's not something I can do on my own. My husband has placed like eye hooks in the concrete so we can mm-hmm. rope up our trash cans. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have heavy porch. Yep things you know just a table and chairs that's hard to move in especially if you know you're alone without children that can help you or if you're alone with with children children. yeah and get in your way or if you're just new to all this and and it scares you a little bit yeah because i mean for some young spouses that might be their first time living not with their parents you know if this is your first phase i know there's uh, I had like a roommate and I went to college and stuff, but you know, my first house house that I was responsible for was in Germany and I had to learn a lot of things that I was like, no one has ever prepared me for this. Why would anyone tell me this? You know, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. There's all levels of life out here. Um, level, all levels of comfort, all levels of education as far as military life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you also play off. You're, the way that you're received, you know, if right. somebody receives your help uh, very well um, and engages with you more than just like a friendship, you know, you yeah. you're willing to not willing, but you're prone to go back to that. You're able like, to hey. nurture it and grow it into something like that. My very first key spouse here, I felt like I immediately connected to her. And I won't lie, I was actually sincerely sad when she PCSed. I was just going to say, with PCSing, if you were to leave and, you know, go somewhere else before your uh, husband gets out, is has this been, like, a good experience? Is this something that you would do again at your next base? And just kind of like, why, I guess? That's a really good question. So, like I've said before, coming out here was just different yeah it was something for me yeah uh there was just something magic about this place prior to me even getting here 
Um, if we were to relocate back to the States, I don't necessarily think that I would key spouse again because I would be able to get back on track with my licensure and, mm -hmm. you know, my, my life would be picking up in other, other avenues. I think this whole experience of being involved, um, so heavily with my husband's unit has really shown me how much I enjoy this. One of the things we hadn't discussed yet is about like the actual program. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's the commander's program. So right now we have a female commander. So I'm going to say she. Um, mm -hmm. But when I got here, we had a male commander. So yep. he. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but she has the overall. It's her program. We yeah. fall under her. So she decides who can be on the team. Um, she interviews and then obviously discuss with the rest of the team, like, Hey, we have interest in this person. I'm going to interview them and see if they will be a good fit for what we have going on here. Um, so it's as, you know, there's a chance that leaving here, I may not meet what they're looking for, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so you kind of have to have the heart to do it, but um, you also have, there has to be a need there, you know, there, if there's room on their team, if their programs actually running, um, because I don't, like I said, you know, being in the States, I, I didn't know about it. So I don't know how impactful it was at my previous pieces. I don't know. I don't want to throw anybody under buses. Right. <laughs> well, I know but, when I heard stateside, cause that's when I had my experience original key spouses, um, a lot of it is you check in on deployed, deployed spouses. That's at least what my experience was. And then any form of domestic issues, you kind of get pulled in via the first shirt or the commander or anyone right. that would want to pull you in on that. Um, I know with deployments, just you go if you're overseas stateside, it's still not the most pleasant experience. I like, it's good to know how people perceive keys, you know, because I didn't know about it, never, never utilized right. one. And then my first experience was uh, asking to join the team. So is there anything that you didn't cover about the Keys Bass program that you want to tell us about? Maybe you know, just like a a quick rundown of some of our responsibilities. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be perfect. Be great. Pretty fast. So what? We meet once a month with the commander and the first sergeant. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, our team and her and, and our first shirt, we all sit down and we discuss, you know, the ops tempo for the squadron, what's coming up as far, as far as like deployments and TDYs, things like that. That way we're aware of how many spouses are going to be, you know, unassisted by their sponsors. Uh, we keep, so we keep up with all of that upcoming events, like, can uh, assist the booster club or active duty or fill in where needed, you know, because basically at, at the heart of it, we're a team of people that like to help. Yeah. So Shannon, you'll, you'll, oh, I think I actually did just post that. I was going to say, you'll get a little inside scoop, um, but we're starting to generate key spouse 
or just spouse events every quarter um, to kind of draw people back out, you know, like let's get in the habit of being social, at least with each other. Yeah. Because being overseas, you you need a sense of family. You, you need, need some to form know of community. that you belong. Mm-hmm. We're planning our October event. We've put out a little poll like, hey, which of these? We, we can I go one that. of two ways here. Um, what do you prefer? What would you like us to do? Um, and then once we get that at our next meeting, we'll have, we'll pull in the poll. Yeah. We'll close that poll down. Uh, we'll take a look at what is needed we've mentioned if there's good interest in both we may try to sneak both in yeah because yeah, i saw there but, was one like adult and then there was one that was more family geared which i think is fantastic because in a previous episode me and perry were actually talking about because neither one of us have children and mm. we kind of fall into this weird subgroup that were in the older group that does that normally has children but we don't have children so we right. kind of get pushed off to the side and then when events come around it's majority families and we're like we right. don't want to sit and watch other people's kids yeah or watch yep. everybody's kids you know do crazy stuff yeah. yeah so i think that's great that you're separating it so you kind of have a little bit of both get as many people involved as you can awesome that thank you that's awesome feedback you know yeah um we we, still want to show up we just don't we don't want to show up and just just screaming children the whole time and we actually just i guess for your reference when we did our episode on you know our perspective as military spouses without kids that was probably the most well-received episode and we had the most strangers reaching out to us and being Hey, I heard this and I resonated with this and I totally agree. We are not catered to people. Don't pay attention to us and we are ignored. So yeah. if you want to take that into consideration, I just thought I was, I was floored by the response. Yeah. I, I, really I definitely cried like with I a few. Alone. Yeah. I was like, so touched. I was like, Oh, really? Yeah. No, yeah. that's, I mean, this is, this is really good information um, because we have kind of like a vague list, not, not necessarily we as the key spouse team, yeah. but I know the first sergeant has the dem like the demographic yeah. temperature yeah. of how many how many feeling that's like that untouched demographic like that's definitely information that should be put out there. Well, we appreciate you sharing your time with us. I just have one last question for you. Since you, I I don't want to say veteran spouse, but you've been in you know your husband's Se- been in seasoned. for a hot minute. Yeah, seasoned. well, yeah. Seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> any fun like tips? Is there any advice you can give to possibly brand new spouses, newer spouses? Anything? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Any fun PCS tips? Oof. Uh, <laughs> man, PCSing is hard. So if you're coming <laughs> overseas, keep your valuables with a family member don't don't yep. bring everything so as far as moving like just try to keep it as simple as you can to get on facebook groups at your projected location what are people recommending you to bring um i know i see those posts all the time yep. here like hey we're coming out what do we need and people always say rugs you can't <laughs> get rugs here bring rugs interesting um, but for young spouses just getting into the military, my advice is to get involved with the military. 
you have an opportunity to live a very special life. Um, and you miss out on a lot when you don't participate. I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Because I know for us, we originally started over stateside and I felt like I hit more of a culture shock moving from Connecticut, which I was born, bred, loved, mm-hmm. to Midwest, where people asked me if I wanted a pop. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Connecticut, it's soda. So the first it's time soda. <laughs> I wanted to pop, I was like, are you going to punch me? Yeah. <laughs> and like, that was the weird moments I had that I had like a really rough time just transitioning. And yeah. it's really crazy going, thinking back to that mindset of just being so sad and like missing like my family, my friends, mm-hmm. and then transitioning over to the military and then coming overseas. And I literally met Perry through an military event. Yeah. Originally, it was, a, well, it was our event, in brief, <laughs> which I don't remember. <laughs> She, she had the worst face on the whole time. I was like, oh, this girl, better stay away from her. <laughs> I, was, I literally was making breakfast when they told me, hey, we have a meeting in five minutes, put on pants. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. And I literally had a plate of freshly made eggs. Mind you, we were still in the hotel. So I was oh. like, oh, my food. <laughs> and then I dumped it, threw on like a bra, pants, and ran out the door with my husband and his sponsor. That's why I was angry the whole time because I was hungry. I just wanted to be fed. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. But Wait, then we met yeah. at the coffee thing afterwards, or, like a week coffee. or two later. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, I think that especially when you're overseas, it's really important to kind of get involved in that community because we are a very small specific community and not a lot of other people can relate to us or get us or understand us. And, you know, a lot of us are so far away from our family and friends. Like she was saying, like, this is your first time you're away from everything, you know, and I feel like spouses in general are really quick to open up and quick to accept others and quick to make that bond. You know, I made the joke before. It's like, you know, I have a stranger I met a month ago. And she's the spare key to my house and she's watching yep. my cat next weekend, you know? So we, we quickly make like a new family. So I yep. totally get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's quite, that it important. unwritten code between, you know, dependents. Yeah. I, I, the children adapt very well too. You know, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. It, you find the kids just all jump together and play together yeah. and it's like oh, which I think oh, is there's really new beautiful. kids in the neighborhood and yeah so yeah. it's just that lifestyle of you love the new kid because that means you're no longer the new kid yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. and it it yeah. just rotates through so so quickly you know definitely awesome well, thank you so well, much thank for your you. time this yes, is really in, like amazing interview. I definitely think I've learned a few things. I know Perry learned. I learned everything, <laughs> so, and so have I. So this is great. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you again so much for getting on and joining us. Thank All you, right. ladies. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, Shannon. Hannah is amazing. I am so grateful that she was able to come on our show and tell us all the information because I learned a whole lot yeah. <laughs> that I did not know before. Um, she was yeah, so I didn't realize that- excited to talk to us. Remind you, nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. And yeah, it just it was really nice 
having another spouse. Before we got on to, remember she was like, hang on, I have extra children in my house right now. Yeah, like she (laughs) She was was, like shutting the door like, shut up. It was so nice (laughs) that she was willing to carve out time for our little baby podcast. Baby podcast. Yeah. It was was really sweet. It was extremely appreciated. So I really hope everybody else learns at least something. I know this is more Air Force catered, but I feel like possibly other branches have other similar things. So anyone Mm who is not an Air Force spouse or affiliated with the Air Force who's affiliated with another branch, if you guys know of those programs, shoot us a message. We can keep you fully anonymous. Mm -hmm. It's just my husband's not a Marine. My husband's not in the Navy or the other right. any other branches. So my perspective and knowledge is only Air Force related. So if you have that info, feel free to send it over. Yeah, definitely. I'd be interested to know, like, especially the Navy side. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes they're on boats for a year or yeah, two years. Three, so it would be interesting to see to what the like the key spouse or whatever the equivalent is program is for them because you know they might have to be more hands-on so but all right well thank you guys all so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this and um we will talk oh wait Ooh, shannon Shan- i was gonna say i have a reminder yes yes so shannon, tell the people friendly reminder everybody we're getting into my favorite season spooky season Sp- Spooky season. So if anyone has any good spooky stories, it could be on base, off base, living overseas, anything. Please send it to us. Like I said, we are always willing to leave it anonymous. Um, You know, send it over. We want to read these stories. I know it. I have a few really good stories. I know Perry does. So... Mm-hmm. Please, we want to read your stories. We would love to share them. Send them on over. Don't be shy. So I guess Please. this is the closure of our episode. We appreciate yes. everybody who's still listening and has been showing us so much support. You guys have a great day. Great. And we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening this week. If you want to get in touch with us, please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. We're at PS We Have Orders Podcast on Instagram. You can, of course, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback or suggestions for an episode. If you want to get more involved, you can always join the Millstone Muster community and you can chat with us or any other wonderful military spouse in our community. We love hearing back from you all. You're literally the reason we do this. If you can, please rate, review, and subscribe to PS Wave Orders wherever you listen to your podcast. We really do appreciate it. Don't forget to tune in in two weeks for our next episode. I almost just hung up on this call instead of pausing my recording.